It's absolutely, utterly, ridiculously insane that we keep creating industrialized chemicals, man-made, and blasting us every day, all day with all of these things. And then we're expected to live our best life. How is that possible? It's not integrated. I have a question for you. Have you been doing your workouts regularly, watching what you eat and still can't seem to achieve your goals? I want to be really real with you. Sometimes hitting your fitness goals doesn't mean working out harder or eating better. Oftentimes it can be, but I've noticed that there's something even deeper for most of us, and that is training our brain. And how you're going to do this is through a visualization practice. We have to rewire the subconscious mind to get results. So it only takes a few minutes a day. And this is something I've been teaching my high-level coaching clients. It's something I've done with my body for years with my one-on-one clients. And they've seen massive results. And now I want to give you this access absolutely free. So I created a power visualization for you to achieve your dream body. And yes, I said it's absolutely free. It's going to take you minutes a day to do. All you have to do is just listen to it and visualize the things that I say in the audio. And you're going to start to notice that choosing healthier foods or moving your body feels a little easier you're going to start noticing the weight coming off easier. So all you have to do is go to DanetteFit.com. So go open up your browser right now. If you're listening to this, don't hesitate. Go to DanetteFit.com, D-A-N-E-T-T-E-F-I-T.com. And what's going to happen is you're just going to put in your email so I can send it straight to your inbox. And you're going to listen to this every single day. You can listen to it walking, sitting, driving. It doesn't matter because we're going to start rewiring your subconscious brain so that you start seeing results. I have to tell you over the past 20 years of helping hundreds of thousands of people release weight, I have proven time and time again that hitting your fitness goals is 30% physical and 70% mental. If you're ready to finally step into your dream body, go to DanetteFit.com to download my free dream body visualization. That's right, DanetteFit.com. If you heard it now, time to take action. Welcome to Manifestable. I'm your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. Today, I'm chatting with the incredible Darren Oline. He's a world-renowned health and wellness expert, best-selling author, and co-host of the Emmy Award number one Netflix docuseries, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. You guys, this guy has done incredible things. He developed the Shakeology drink. I don't know if you guys have tried it. It actually, I remember it because I'm into superfoods and nutrition. This Shakeology drink grossed over 4 billion in cells since 2008 with Beachbody. He also created a plant-based ultimate reset 21-day detoxification program for the company. From his years of experience within the health space, he wrote his New York Times bestselling book, Super Life, the five fixes that will keep you healthy, fit, and eternally awesome. 
That's awesome. Super life. Check that out. He's the host of the widely popular podcast, The Darren Aline Show. He explores solutions. He's all about health. He's all about sustainability. And I have heard from my right hand that we are alike. So I'm ready to dive in with him. I want to kind of know more about him. And we're going to go there on this episode. And I can't wait. People love cacao, but there's something to this plant that I feel this huge affinity to. Like it found me. I found, yeah, like we, like I feel very. Called you. You found it. Feel listened. very called to this plant. <laughs> Sounds yeah. so out there, but yes. Yeah. That's cool. That's <laughs> like cool. a long I mean, lost relative. <laughs> well, you know, it's also kudos to you because people making products are distant from them too because they don't go to the levels of like um i'm jumping on a plane i'm jumping on the road and there's not a road we'll make a road i'm gonna meet the people i'm gonna understand this i'm gonna understand literally the custody of how this plant gets from this tree to the pod to the beautiful sugary then to the fermentation and then how the people use it how do they process it how do they preserve it and then it has to then travel back down the road that wasn't there but now is there because of you and then and then it's processed in a way that's that's honoring the plant and then that plant comes to express itself truly in a product what i am understanding about you is this understanding of, yeah, this whole process. Because when I started this company, I was like, I care all the way down to the soil, to the regeneration of it, to the farmer. And I never took any money from anyone because, and I funded it myself because I didn't want that to get lost. And then the back end of it, all the way to the packaging, it's so difficult to find the most eco-friendly packaging to put food in. And it requires a level of going, I will lose more money on the packaging because it's the right thing to do in my mind. But yeah, so I just love that you have that ethos as well, because I do feel it's going to change the world if we can all gather around those ethos, because then no one's going to be buying all these products that don't kind of really think about all the steps Right. Because what's a health product if it's sitting in a packaging or it's been cultivated in a dishonoring way? Is it really a health product? I don't think so. It's been neutered along the path. Yeah. It's been chemicalized from the packaging. It's like, what's now what's the point to just make money? And it's like, well, we can do that, but we don't have to. We don't have to. But if you can do it all, you can make money and do it in a way that's. Mother Earth, that's our motto as our CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Follow her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. So I'm going to have so many (laughs) questions for you, but I want to ask, like, where's this love for nature and superfoods come from for you? Has it always been in you or has that been something that's been stirring? Where did the love seed itself? You know, I'm a small town kid from Minnesota, so it wasn't like... I was in the environment all the time consistently. So it, it, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was different. It was just part of kids growing up that I was, you know, we were eating from our garden for the most part, but eating crappy standard American food as, you know, in the 70s, you know, in the 70s and 80s and all that stuff. But 
I think that as the unfolding of me, I started to realize I'm, yeah, I've got this empathetic side, right? And you know, I think in college, I started to realize like, I don't really care about that too much or partying that much. It was in conflict, even the things I was starting to study and I was interested in. And but before that, too, I, I was I was just a kid. I was an athlete and I was playing college football. And a big event was I got hurt playing college football. And then then I was a bit depressed. I couldn't start. I couldn't play again. And then I was like, well, let's learn about let's change my major and let's learn about this stuff. So I switched schools and I jumped into physiology and kinesiology and nutrition. Really? Yeah. That's the impetus. And then self-knowledge. And then I could start applying this stuff. So then the conflict of interest was all of these destructive patterns started, you know, I started becoming aware of them. That was like not congruent with the things I was learning. And this was during school. And so these many different awarenesses. And then my father was suffering from chemical sensitivity in the 90s. So he was sending care packages of non-scented, non-chemicalized shampoos and conditioners and laundry detergent. So he was on his own journey too. Yeah, he was. So yeah, that's a whole, I dedicate my book, Fatal Conveniences, to him because he's the reason. And that sent him down a path of a disability, right? So he's a high functioning professor. And so I, in order just to be around him, you're like, you know, you think he's crazy, but then you start to, I started to realize, oh, there's real dangerous stuff in here. So that was running parallel for the last 30 years, this stuff that's in our world, right? And then just to answer your question on the, the, the other side is I, you know, nutrition, nutrition classes and physiology classes and kinesiology classes, like, wow, this is just a miracle, right? It's the only conclusion I can come up with. Like, this is a miracle. And then I think that upon learning more, I could then look at products and I could look at supplements, I could look at food and I could have a little more discernment. And then I was always kind of like wondering when I'd pick up a package, like, why this is such a great food or supplement or botanical or a compound, but why did they put all of these chemicals or preservatives or flow agents or whatever it is that they put in? Why are, why did they do that? And it didn't match. Like the marketing didn't match the reality. So then it was this moment where instead of always being frustrated, I just said, oh, I just have to dig into this myself. And so that was the start. And then I lost my father to ultimately started drinking again out of that depression. Oh, man. And I lost him to alcoholism and, you know, 23, four years ago. And so that moment I said, let's not just play around. Let's do this. Go in there. Right. And then I jump on a plane and and show up in the middle of the Amazon and the Andes. And, like, and that's when your real lessons began. Yeah. So I'm was, sure. So that was like 2003 through 2004. And I'm like, as you know, having traveled and poked around, you, you go with one idea of like, I want to learn about this. And then you come away. I came away with like hundreds 
botanicals and fruits and Amazonian flowers and all, all this stuff that I was like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, no one knows about this stuff. Yes. Like, the, the pharmacy that is closest to us thriving than anything possible, right? Which flew in the face of what we were growing up learning, like in some way, mm -hmm. way not to open up this Pandora's box, but in some way we are not okay. And we are so vulnerable to everything. So we must need these lab coats and these doctors and these shots in order to be alive and thrive. And it doesn't historically make any, any sense, sense whatsoever. No. No. Of course, there's advancements. Of course, there's life-changing things along the way. I'm not putting it into one box saying it's all yeah. bad or right. a problem. But when you overuse or overprescribe or the theory of itself is wrong, meaning be afraid of all bacteria, well, that will kill you. That premise will literally kill you because you need bacteria. Yeah. Right. You need this. So the antibiotic, which means anti-life, I hope that in the antibiotic. Isn't it interesting they're calling it out in their languaging, anti-life, antibiotic. Yeah. So let's just keep using it. Right. And then and then, of course, that billions of years of use. Super strains. Right. So yeah. that bacteria evolves infinitely faster than we could possibly. So anyway, so that's, I mean, that's a Pandora's box, but the, the premise was never making sense. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and you know, when you're in the middle of nature's pharmacy and being around them so long and having stuff happen and then, Oh, let's pull over and pull up this leaf. And then this, put oh, the, like, yeah. you know, you're just, like, Whoa. Right. It's all around you. Yeah. So the researcher, the shaman, the indigenous, <laughs> the First Nations people, like all of them all over the place. So once I met people, once I got on the ground, once I saw it, it might have been the impetus from the miraculousness of a compound or a, a food or whatever. If it's, you know, some of the first ones were f for sure cacao and and maca and sashinchi and lucuma and camu camu and una de gato and pada arco and like all you know it just keeps going and going and going and and i just came to revere the plant for sure because of this this incredible pleomorphic effect that it has on our for us and our health especially when you start talking about adaptogens and 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 the the, the incredible synchronicity adaptogens have and benefit it has on us. And, and so, yeah, it just became, and then of course the, the, the people in the, in the environment and, and then in the face of seeing the environment also be in conflict to these people who have such treasure and at the same time don't have clean water, don't have a road, don't have a hospital, don't have basic human requirements. And so then I like, I got into, you know, water projects in Africa, I, you know, you'd see trash, you'd see waste, you'd see like, and so the environmental movement started coming in was then starting to come in because I would, I'm seeing it, I'm in the middle of nowhere, over and over and See. over and over again, 
So the, all of that started fusing. So when I would find a botanical, it was connected to this group that I knew or that definitely were going to be impacted greatly. So it all became a part of the, the mission. The mission, yeah. Do you feel that we need to shift things as we see them now that we need to like get behind it? And if we do, is it fixable in our lifetime or in the next generations? Well, that's a big question because there's a lot of different systems involved in that question, right? So there's systems that we have going on in the world. We have, you know, we talked a little about packaging, very difficult, if not right now, currently next to impossible for the barrier of oxygen and light in certain situations to protect food when we're traveling. And we have certain regulations. Right. So plastic is really good at its job. It's so good at its job, right? But yet it has a fatal flaw to it all, right? It infuses potentially toxic compounds into the food, the supplements, and everything else, right? I.e. plasticizers, petroleum, endocrine disruptors, et cetera, et cetera, resins, BPAs, BPHs, all of, you know, the, the list. So you're using it, but it has a fatal flaw to it. So are there advancements? 100%. So there's advancements today. I know very, very big companies working to change some of those things. So that's just an example of all of these things. So so to answer your question generally, do I think it's possible to change? 100% I think it's possible. I think that, yes, you can demonize corporations, big companies, all of that stuff. But also there's, I've been humbled to know that there's great people embedded into some of these companies trying to do good things. And I've talked to them, right? There's amazing things that Walmart going to be doing very shortly. There's amazing things Visa is doing. I've talked to the head of sustainability at Visa. Like there's things that people want to do. So we are all born into many systems Mm -hmm. and they have consequences. Most of, if we haven't taken the ethos that you and I try to exercise in our practice of being entrepreneurial people. If you don't think about it, you just adopt what is. And sometimes we don't even know what we're doing. Like that's, I I went down the rabbit hole with that. I was like, whoa, I didn't even know. 100%. Yeah, you start to. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. Right? (laughs) Yeah. But it's also used as a weapon. If I don't test my product, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. So I can't be. But you do know that you're not testing your product, so. Exactly. Well, that that is a lever that they use, right? Tobacco industry used it for 40 years. Plausible deniability. Oh, yes, you're right. It needs more testing. But we don't know it's harmful. And that's the crazy thing talking about personal care and beauty and, and clothing and all of that stuff. There, There's a certain level of this that goes on. They're just adopting the system that, came before and they just continue and then it gives the customer no choice because the customer has and we've seen studies where the customers have anxiety on if I go to an airport and I want water and not dehydrate the only choice I have is to buy a plastic water bottle and guaranteed you are consuming chemicals from that 
plastic. Yeah. That are then affecting your horm- hormones yeah. over a period of time. Yeah. So it's not great. You know, it doesn't have. So, so I go back to there's 8 billion people on the planet. That's a lot of people. And if we wake up people to, you know, awake them, awaken them within the system, to your point, that they weren't aware of, but now they're aware. Do you feel that's part of your mission? To just bring light to something you may not know? And that's like your latest book, especially, right? 100%. It's a whole thing. I say this all the time. I wish I didn't have to write it, but I was compelled to write it, right? Because I'm like staring at it going, um, I need to talk about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, okay, we can say, eat organic food, grow your own food, do the best you can, exercise, breathe, do your whatever to live great. But at the same time, you know, your cleaning products, your home, your fire retardants in your couches, your spandex workout clothes, your, your. I mean, your, the list is endless. The, on average, a, wom- a woman uses 12 products a day, and it's a range between 100 and 120 carcinogenic, endocrine disrupting uh, chemicals that they're exposed to every day, all day. And they all have different half-lives, right? So we're exposed all the time. And there's no studies that test any of that as they interact. Because they barely test any of it anyway until the information gets so stacked up that then they'll invoke, and this is such a crazy part, they'll invoke an act, the Toxic Care PFAS Act or something. It was something like that. So they invoke PFAS, and PFAS is the grandson of Teflon, right? And it's in everything. Mascara that doesn't wipe off, PFAS. Lipstick that doesn't want to wipe off, PFOS. Your skirt that doesn't wrinkle, PFOS. Scotch guard that repels water, PFOS. Leather that, that is waterproof, PFOS. It's all over the place. And it's proven as a probable carcinogen, which is if they just would finish their testing, they would find out it's probably more than probable. And it's an endocrine disruptor. So it's in all of these things. And the only way, that we can become aware is, oh, so uh, to finish my point. So the regulatory bodies that should be, and right, this is part of the game. If I was a mother and I were anyone going to a store, I'm assuming that what I can buy in this store is relatively safe. I assume that because how would knowingly. Someone put something unsafe in it. How would that be possible, right? But it is. So the FDA, the USDA, the NIH, the EPA, the FCC, you name it, whatever the acronym is, when there's mounting evidence, and this is happening right now with PFAS, right? It just came out where Coke has this simply orange beverage, and it had 200 PFAS chemicals found in it. 200, right? There's roughly about 9,000 different derivatives of PFAS. And so now they enact a policy for the government to step in and do something. You're like going, it's right there. Yeah. So they're right there telling you that they haven't been. So the regulatory bodies haven't been doing it. So when it mounts, the evidence mounts so much that they can't 
pushed under the rug anymore. Then they enact a regulatory body to regulate it when they should have regulated it in the beginning. So this is the insanity. So I go back to, okay, yes, we need to educate. We need to put it out there so that you, me, we have this conversation, people listening today going, I'm telling my friends, I'm sharing this episode. We got to be aware of this stuff because this is affecting them. It's affecting you today. It's affecting your child today. It's affecting your, your pets today, right? And it's not acute. It's not like you're being punched in the nose and it hurts your nose. No, no, no. It's definitely coming up. And it's coming up in many forms that we don't actually are. We're just thinking, oh, I have this ailment or I have this disease that has come. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I have a migraine. I'm just used to the migraine. And then you go, well, maybe it's that perfume or that fragrance that you've been using to wash your clothes for the last 20 years. I'm constantly asked where I find the energy to run three businesses and travel the world all while being a wife and a mom of two. And the truth is there are a lot of tools in my belt to manage my energy, but I have to be really real. One of my favorite ones is drinking Cacao Bliss. Actually, I am drinking it right now. I like doing it when I have to work because it gives me so much energy. It gives me energy without the crash like caffeine does or like coffee, which totally messes up your adrenals. And it actually taps me into my heart, which makes me feel more connected to source and to source energy. It is absolutely game changing for me. And when I discovered the superfood that cacao is, I knew I needed to bring it to the masses so everyone could experience a healthy alternative to energy drinks, supplements, coffee, whatever it is, so that you have access to a healthy, delicious, amazing chocolatey drink. And that is why I created Cacao Bliss. Now, it's not just raw cacao. It is infused with seven additional superfoods. So it's super amazing for immunity. It has this amazing chocolatey decadent taste with only less than one gram of sugar. So that is insane. So if you want to experience the healing powers of Cacao Bliss, for a limited time only, you can go to earthechofoods.com. You can grab yourself a bag, I suggest two, of <laughs> Cacao Bliss by using the code MANIFESTABLE. This is for all of you Manifestable podcast listeners. Go to earthechofoods.com and use the code at checkout, MANIFESTABLE, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Yeah, 15% off. So go to earthechofoods.com and use MANIFESTABLE at checkout and get 15% off. Now let's get back to the show. How do you live? Like knowing, because it's like the more you keep going down the rabbit hole, I like, it's like, where do I, I find this for myself. It's like, where do I balance this human existence, right? Because parts of me, (laughs) this is true. People that know me, like I I leave a lot and I'll just like be in Costa Rica a lot (laughs) and like be on the earth because it feels the safest, like to me. But at the same time, I'm also playing I feel like a game sometimes in this world of being here being with lights being with clothes and being you know what I'm saying so I'm asked because you live in Malibu how do you live your life like what are the most important pieces to ensure that you're staying healthy and that you're living within kind of this integrity of what you're knowing I did create a situation where I'm in Malibu and I'm in the mountains and I'm surrounded by 85% of my land is surrounded by, so I have 50 acres and I'm surrounded by the national park. 
Okay. So that's I'm, me too in Colorado. Yeah, we're in Colorado. <laughs> I'm in Evergreen. I'm on top of a mountain Amazing. and past, like surrounded by parks. Love Colorado. <laughs> yeah. I lived there for seven years. Okay. Yeah, loved it. That was one number that was important to you. Land around you, being in nature. Space and yes. land and, and at yeah. least to a degree less electro pollution, you know, Wi-Fi, 75 Wi-Fi routers when you go in, you know, and you go in a hotel and you see, you know, 20 routers and like, <laughs> oh my God, it's, that's and microwave, <laughs> low level <laughs> microwave radiation. Yeah. So we're just blasting the hell out of ourselves. And that's a whole other thing, you know, and then it's a journey. So you don't try to get it so crazy where it, I'm glad you you're have, speaking to this. Yeah. yeah. You don't have anxiety about it, but I, I think of it as like, I'll speak to what I do, but I kind of go from in to out. So when you open your mouth and you consume beverage, liquid food, start there because you, you're opening yourself up to Whatever. Yeah, you're basically opening the tank. You're like saying yeah. you can come inside. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So you're consuming, you know, 60% of our calories, which is just a crazy number of calories coming from ultra processed food. It's virtually not food anymore, right? So it's chemicalized, created food. I saw a, someone sent me this picture of Fruit Loops, which is no food whatsoever, in a plastic jar. So you just flip open this weird ass flip and then you just dump it out and you have your cereal. There's <laughs> no food in that whatsoever. It's a, it should be a crime to be able to feed people children, with that. Children, children with that, that have no choice. Right. Right. So then there's a whole food desert thing and there's whole, like, if we would subsidize food rather than cheap processed meats and, and horrible crops like corn's amazing but when you're not you know not gmo'd and not ultra processed down to yeah. high fructose corn syrup all that stuff so so that's that's where i start and then you start working out from there and then okay what are you putting on your body like certainly lathering up with phthalates formaldehydes parabens and lotion Really bad idea because that's the stuff staying on your body. It's on your largest organ. Yes. And so it has a Just big... take out your liver and rub it on your liver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just yeah, rubbing just it like on your skin. Tenderize your liver with <laughs> this lotion. Um, and then, you know, you kind of go from there. Okay, the makeup I'm wearing. And I listen, the caveat is, is alternatives more expensive? Generally speaking, yes. It is yes. true. Same with organic right? food in yeah. a way too. So, yes, you can also do – There's, I have so many examples of DIY stuff. Like you can do a lot of DIY stuff, right? Hell, great moisturizer, organic coconut, coconut oil, oil that's right? That's yeah, right? coconut oil. So it's like <laughs> – Yeah. So that's where I go. And then if, if you think of that in mind, people can continue to mm -hmm. do that. And then, you know, for me, like I hardwire my computer back in so less and less EMFs. Uh. My, my new house, which I'm kind of re – still in the process of going through the, the burned out everything, there will be no Wi-Fi in the house whatsoever. Everything's hardwired in. And plus, people don't realize, I get it, it's convenient in your house, but you really don't move around your house all that. I mean, kids, that's a whole other thing. But 
you're, you're kind of working in the same area. So plug back in and your computers and you can even plug in your phone, oh, right? That's you can turn on airplane yeah. mode. Yeah. And there's a great company called Tech Wellness and they have adapters. You can just plug it in, plug the Ethernet cable in and and everything works faster anyway. So things like that, you know, what kind of cleaning products you're using. And you can make those that are way so easy. even yeah. So much like cost effective yeah. and I mean does, organic does a white job. vinegar and a yeah, splash an of essential oil. oil. Yeah, it's like good. best ever, and yeah. it's it's actually healthy for you. And it smells really good, guys. Like it exactly. smells your house amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, you know, and then the clothes. You know, like all this. This was made by a buddy of mine. This was made by a buddy of mine. This is organic. And I realized in the men's fashion space, there's not a lot of options. So I'm kind of leaning into that going, okay, how can we, what can we do here to make things? And then the other side of it with clothing, because clothing is on us all the time, upcycling is great. Older clothes have largely, if they are made from synthetic fibers, they've largely off-gassed a lot of stuff and the, the azo dyes and all of that stuff. So, so upcycled refurbished kind of design clothes, unique, fun, find what you like, and you can kind of become your own little fashionista with upcycled, cool, you know, healthier clothes. And don't fall in, obviously falling into the fast fashion. I need this. I need to do that. I need, you know, when you look at a t-shirt, which is, you know, t-shirt and jeans, right? It's like everyone has t-shirt and jeans. Been around for ages. Yeah. And then you look at, but if you just see a t-shirt, it's ungodly amount of water it takes to create a t-shirt, thousands of gallons that it takes to create a t-shirt. And it started with the largest culprit of pesticides, which is cotton farming. Conventional cotton farming is a GMOs and pesticides raining down. And then that t-shirt to process it, to grow it, to process it, to strip it, to bleach it, to dye it, 8,000 chemicals. I'm not even making it up. 8,000 chemicals it takes to make your shirt with all the water, all the chemicals, all the pesticides. So it's like, okay, again, I go back to what can we do? We'll buy quality. Don't buy, you know, 10 for $7 because guaranteed someone in Bangladesh is under a slave encampment doing that. So you're contributing to that. That's just what's happening. So save up more money, buy maybe one t-shirt a year and buy a really good one and use it until it falls off of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then when it does, you know, find us, find someone that can sew and have them make a new or make cloth out. Like, do something. So, do you do that too at your house? Are you using upcycled clothes to, yeah. for your cloths in your house? And yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You're living it. You're yeah, like yeah. living and breathing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not perfect, yeah, but yeah, I do yeah. the best I can. I was looking at a, I'm not going to name their name, but I was looking at these plant-based delivery meal plan things. And I was like, I usually make my own food, but I, they wanted to see if we could work together. And so I sent it and I'm looking, and I open it up going, it's like all plastic, right? Because there's no alternative. Right. To it's, put it's, the food in it's to get it to recycled plastic, yeah. but it's still plastic touching my food. So I'm like, I have a dilemma. So then I call my buddy who works with ConAgra and Walmart and Pepsi to create alternative. I go, can we fix this? He goes, yeah, we can fix that. 
right? So it's like, it's such a weird, we need people to be aware. We need to have these conversations. And then we need to get into action and change the system. Yeah, it's, and it really Many starts systems. with the consumerism. And I'm part of the problem. I know I am. And Brooke and I were talking about it this morning. I was like, it's almost kind of like we talk about turning a blind eye of testing. And it's like as a human consumer, sometimes I think unconsciously I'm turning a blind eye because it's so much. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like, we're, I, I can stay in my lane, but then if I keep opening, it's almost it can get overwhelming. And I just want to put voice to that for someone who knows me as like this person who does cacao and nature and all that. I still recognize where I turn my eye just to get by. And, and listen, that, and that's fine. You know, it's like we can't make the last thing we need to do is make each other wrong anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, my God, we have so much divisiveness. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like learning something every day, maybe you can't apply it yet, but maybe you can when the opportunity yeah. presents itself. Absolutely. Maybe, you know, you need to get through the plastic diapers first. Right. Don't just throw them away. Get through them. And then transition to buying organic cotton diapers. There's for so your many child. solutions now, actually. And then you just wash them. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Right. It's a it's a season, guys. It's a yeah. season. Yeah. It's a season of your life. I'm really glad to have you on here because I think some people might be like, "What is what he's talking about, or what you're talking about have to do with manifesting?" And this word gets thrown out there. So I'm using it in the context of like we're creators and that we have infinite potential within us. And manifestable is interesting. It's a whole different concept, but we use this for what we're actually (laughs) doing in the future. We are doing a sound movement for sure, Um, a healing sound movement. But what I say and what I share and what I believe in is that we are nature. And the more we can honor her, I'm going to call her her, and really offer reverence and understanding and really wake up to her breath and wake up to our breath with her, we are infinitely more powerful. We'll recognize our power and we can create from that power. And so that's why I want to bring it up because even just you deciding to recycle or even you just deciding, hey, I'm going to like reduce this plastic or I'm going to think about the food I'm consuming offers reverence to nature, but you're offering reverence to yourself and you become infinitely more powerful into your remembrance of who you are. And so that's why I want to just bring that up for those who might be like, whoa, this is like really like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. But this is why, so that we can wake up to our power. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So it's like with everything, if you want to change anything, if you want to create anything, if you want to be anything, you have to face yourself. You have to face the truth of the current situation. Absolutely. Whatever that situation is. Oh, yeah. And when you face it, now you can actually unpack it and see what's going on. But if you don't face it, that's it as good as it's going to get. Let me know how well that's going to go in your next relationship or your current relationship. (laughs) If you just like want to put everything under the rug and how much closeness, how much connection, how much love, how much unity does that create? Mm -hmm. Zero. It creates the opposite. So with all of this stuff that I was just talking about, in order for it to change, we have to face it and with radical honesty. And going, every one of these terms, like intent, right? I intend to dig into this, to understand what it is. I'm facing it. And then I'm moving on an action. I'm moving on something. I'm taking action within it. And then I'm uniting. So we're uniting on a 
different way of looking at something. And then we get to create from that. I love that you're just like right? <laughs> to the lack of yeah, but it's, it's just, beautiful. It's, it's Thank right you. there. It's it's but that's <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. But if you if you, you can't skip steps, no, and and you don't get to have more. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Manifesting anything. I was multitasking and taking some calls on the way down. Extraordinary people. And one farmer that I've helped out along the way is now growing some mushrooms. And they transitioned off of animal ag. They had a spontaneous awareness seven, eight years ago, 10 years ago, maybe. And they, every once in a while, will reach out going, hey, we're having some problems with our partners. And we're now growing mushrooms. It's going really great. And I'm hearing them going, you're not facing the numbers. You're scared of the numbers. You have to actually honestly look and let the numbers speak the truth or else you're just in dreamland, right? You can't (laughs) manifest. You can't create anything unless you face the truth, right? So you have to face this stuff. It's not... Let's just dream of a new reality. That's the first thing. Yeah. But then it's here. And that's the movement. That's the embodiment. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that. And so, yeah, man, with my dad's spirit behind me, I want to face this stuff so others don't suffer like he did and had his, his life literally slowly, not acutely, slowly pulled out from under him, which isolated him from people. And then created depression and then ultimately led to his demise. So it's like people are suffering today of the same thing in this chemical romance that we have made into our reality. It's insane. It's absolutely, utterly, ridiculously insane that we keep creating industrialized chemicals, man-made, and blasting us every day, all day with all of these things. And then we're expected to live our best life. How is that possible? It's not integrated. Is there an area in the world that you visited that you feel like they've got it down a little bit more? (laughs) Probably the indigenous cultures (laughs) to some degree. But is there an area that you've seen? What do you mean by got it down? Not like they're not 100 percent. Buying into the Western model. Yeah. Or they're like (laughs) it feels thriving and it feels honest and it feels yeah, honoring to Mother Earth, and they can actually work and move and thrive in that honoring. Has there been a place? I can answer that in many different ways. I think on the one hand, I have been in many situations where I'm a different skin color, but same skin color than the, than the person before me, whatever time frame that was, that, that messed them up, yeah, promised yeah. the world. You know, think about it. I'm in the middle of nowhere looking for a botanical, looking for an opportunity, looking for something that I want to formulate with that we're working directly while they've been screwed over by someone wishing them something and trying to do all that stuff. So, So on the one hand, there's very few places in the world that are not touched by this huge amount of humanity. And so I guess on the one hand, I could say the sovereign area of Bhutan in the middle of the Himalayas, right? It's surrounded by 23 of the highest virgin mountains, meaning virgin, not climbed mountains in the world. 
and they live largely their first cell phone was wasn't until 2003. They didn't even allow for other programming of television. They did, and they instantly saw socially and culturally it affected the children. So they moved it out. So they moved, they pushed it out, and I don't know where it is that. That was back in 2007. But you also see the need for the next generation to want to, you know, have some sort of connection to what they perceive this world model is. It's not necessarily a great example of the world model, but they see it. So there are so many of those people affected by that. And there's so much cross-contamination that I haven't met someone necessarily thriving. And it's usually a stark example of their living in a poverty-stricken place. They don't have clean water. They don't have enough food. They have to either migrate from the countryside into the city to then provide some sort of economic stability to their family, but then the quality of life plummets. So I go back to if I can work with indigenous people, First Nations people, that we can provide stability within a product chain movement, that they can stay on their land, be proud of their heritage, and yeah. that we can and their use, indigenous ways of cultivating and yeah and use the conscious capitalism as an anchor mm. for them to do what most of them want to do they want to stay on their land they want to live sovereignly so you know awesome. yeah wow okay i i want to tell everybody if you really cuz here's the deal we knew we could talk for probably six hours, but we had to like put it in a certain time frame. So I want to ask like, if you guys want Darren back to go down the rabbit hole even more and just really talk about these things. So I actually have more questions to ask him about indigenous ways. And I want to talk to him about what main superfoods he loves because we both have this huge love for cacao and just kind of like talk a little bit about the metaphysical with these superfoods and what he's uncovered with these superfoods in the metaphysical sense. I kind of want to go there with you. So let us know, maybe put it on social or tag him or however you want to do it so that we can find out if you want to go down that rabbit hole with us. So sending you all my love. Thank you so much for being on and thanks for tuning in to Manifestable. Pleasure. Thank you. 